Hello, world. I'm Greg Batten. How are you? News, info, all kinds of stuff. Right after this, important message. Well, I'm excited. Let me do a plug for Southwest Radio Church. Going to be doing an interview and a promotion of Dr. Ken Copley's new book, The Great Deceiver. Colleague of mine, really brilliant, has debated around the country on how far a demon can go in the life of a Christian. Sent me a little message just before the radio program today. Said, good morning, Dr. Patton. People relate to stories, don't they? You and I have enough of them to fill a lot of broadcast. My burden is to break through the myths about Satan, the enemy, and come to a Bible understanding of his active work in the church today and in our culture. We're going to expose on the programs the lies of the enemy. You pray about that. Every time I get involved heavily in the demonic, things start happening, bizarre things. And I think any man or woman who works in this area knows exactly what I'm talking about. So you pray for us for the upcoming broadcast on the Watchman on the Wall and Southwest Radio Church. I think this is going to be airing January the 12th and the 13th, two full days beginning to end with Dr. Copley and some of the things we've experienced the last several decades and hopefully a big help for you, my Christian friend. Thank you for your continued support. Greg Pat Ministry says a big, big thank you. What in the world is going on? South Korea's military scrambled its jets after two Chinese and six Russian warplanes entered its air defense identification zone without any warning early this morning. Two Chinese 8-6 bombers first crossed the air defense zone shortly after 5.50 a.m. and proceeded to repeatedly fly over the boundary area there off South Korea's southern and northeast coast. Oh, things are getting hot. After leaving South Korea's zone there, the two Chinese bombers returned again some five hours later now with Russian warplanes. They flew over Seoul's air defense identification zone through the Sea of Japan. What is happening? How soon? How soon will they figure it out? More than two weeks, two weeks after four University of Idaho students were stabbed to death, butchered in their off-campus residence, police still have not identified a suspect or located a murder weapon. Forensic psychologists say that the brutal nature of the murders, combined with the appearance of the victim as popular students there on campus, leads them to believe that law enforcement should take a close look at the suspect potentially being an incel, I-N-C-E-L. Incel, short for involuntary celibate, refers to a misogynistic subculture of romantically frustrated men who frequently share their anger online about not being able to find a partner in life. Golly, this is involved. There's just a lot of hatred and extreme anger that is evidenced in these crimes. The level of violence, the resolve, the obvious hostility, and such a personal hands-on murder, it's just a lot of intensity. It is evil in the new America. Well, it's the economy. Companies added just 127,000 jobs last month, missing that 200,000 gain that economists said would happen. The weaker-than-expected report comes as the Federal Reserve wages the most well, aggressive fight 
since the 1980s to crush inflation and slow the labor market with a series of rapid interest rate increases. Turning points can be hard to capture in the labor market, but the data suggests that the Federal Reserve tightening is having an impact on job creation and pay gains, according to a major chief economist. In addition, companies are no longer in any hyper-replacement mode today. Fewer people are quitting, and the post-pandemic recovery is stabilizing. Okay, they're saying something very mysterious is happening here. The third crypto coin boss dies after the Russian billionaire's helicopter crashes. Vladislav Tarot, 53, the co-founder of trading and investing platform called Libertex, died after his helicopter somehow mysteriously crashed in a resort town near Monaco. That thing plummeted on November the 25th in the afternoon, killing Mr. Tarot, who lived in Monaco for over a decade, as well as a veteran helicopter pilot. Libertex said in the statements with great sadness, that we confirm the death of our co-founder and chairman of the board of directors. Helicopter crash. Third crypto death in recent weeks. Oh, boy. Well, here's a little something to think about. Health-wise, a top Australian doctor has warned that the world is facing the most perilous moment of the pandemic as the virus runs totally out of control in China because of a draconian zero-COVID policy there. Former Federal Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr. Nick Coatsworth said China's insistence on this zero-COVID rather than learning to live with the virus like the rest of the world is doing could now lead to a significant pandemic spread around the globe and even massive death. Oh, this is just never going to go away. What do you think about that? Oh, and we can't break until we talk about yesterday's soccer match. <laughs> I, I was painting on the right-hand side of board here and watching the soccer match on the left side of the desk. <laughs> I'd rather watch the paint. <laughs> anyway, we're finally starting to breathe again, I guess, after the U.S. men's national team beat Iran one zip in a nail-biter at the World Cup. With the victory, the U.S. advances to the knockout round and will play the Netherlands Saturday. In support of our boys, we need to throw out a big shout of congratulations, I think. Soccer. <sighs> More right after this. Hey, have you ever heard of a sculpture called Ruthless Trust? It, it features a bronze human figure clinging desperately to a cross made out of walnut wood. The sculptor, Don Murky, says that uh, it's a very simple expression of our constant and appropriate posture for life, total unfettered intimacy with and dependency upon Jesus Christ and the gospel. That's the kind of trust we see expressed, my friend, in the actions and words of that unnamed woman in the book of Mark, chapter 5. For twelve years, her life had been in shambles. She suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had, yet instead of getting any better, she got worse. But having heard about Jesus Christ, she made her way to him, touched him, and was freed from her suffering there in Mark 5. Have you come to the end of yourself today? Have you depleted all of your resources? 
You're anxious. You're hopeless. You're lost. Maybe you're a distressed person and you need not despair today, really. I'm serious. The Lord still responds to desperate faith, the kind displayed by the suffering woman and depicted in this sculpture. This faith is expressed in the words of the hymn writer Charles Wesley. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Don't have that kind of faith, my friend. You need to ask God today to have you trust in him. Help me, God, to trust you. Thee I lift my weary longing eyes. Oh, may I now receive that gift. My soul without it dies. Could I ask you, when have you desperately clung to Jesus Christ? How did God meet your need? It's a good question. Father, thank you for your power to rescue all of us. Help me. Help me to trust you to meet all my needs. And I read this, I still can't believe that it's happened, but yeah, in the new America, I guess I can. The Senate passed the landmark marriage equality bill. With bipartisan support, the Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act. That is just a, oh, never, that offers protections for same-sex non-biblical marriage, interracial marriages as well. Democrats had worked quickly to pass this bill after hints that the Supreme Court could roll back its 2015 decision legalizing gay marriage like it struck down abortion rights earlier this year. Now, that was biblical, so would be knocking this one out of the park, but the Respect for Marriage Act will be voted on by the Democrat-led House, which passed an earlier version in July before Sleepy Joe signs it into law. Yeah, it's wrong, totally wrong. Congress also trying to stop that strike at the rail yards. Oh, I guess $2 billion a day it would cost us. Democratic, Republican leaders agreeing they have to step in to prevent a looming railroad strike, derailing our economy just ahead of Christmas. Today, lawmakers will vote on a bill that would block an impending strike by railroad workers who are, oh, they're angry about their grueling schedules and inadequate sick time and all kinds of stuff. And, hey, it's the economy, stupid. You get to work or else. This intervention, the first since 1992, is not setting well with many union leaders. They've criticized the Biden administration for taking away their bargaining leverage. Everybody in their right mind should be criticizing Biden for just about everything. Voting fraud? What? An Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake, is challenging Maricopa County's certification of the 2022 election in court, and the chairman of another county is declaring he voted to certify under duress. I found out today I have no choice. I have to vote I or be arrested and charged with a felony, said Ron Gould chairman of the Mojave County Board of Supervisors, Lake's opponent, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, who is overseeing the election, has threatened felony charges for officials who don't certify the election. Uh-huh. They say it's true. The two best gun salesmen ever have been Barack Obama and his buddy Joe. For years, with his exuberant talk about banning guns, Obama likely was the best salesman of firearms in America's history. Joe Biden is coming right alongside now. A Washington Examiner report documents that last Black Friday, Black Friday, the traditional Christmas shopping day, 
was the third best day for gun sales ever in America. The FBI reported 192,749 gun background checks. And so with all of this nonsense, there's a smile on my face. And we encourage you to buy more guns. So tell me, what's wrong with you? We're becoming less and less friendly. The average American spent two hours and 45 minutes a week with friends back in 2021. That's down 58% compared to 2010 to 2013 three-year period, per a Washington Post analysis. And American teens spent 11 fewer hours with friends each week in 2021 compared to that same period. That's a 64% drop. This development is really worrisome, they say, as more time spent alone likely contributes to worse mental health and other bad societal outcomes. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be together. What else? Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, another member of the far-right group, found guilty of seditious conspiracy. This was the most significant case that's resulted from the DOJ's investigation of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Kim Kardashian and Yee Kanye West finalized their divorce yesterday. According to terms, the rapper must pay $200,000 each month in child support. Ridiculous. Twitter has stopped enforcing its COVID misinformation policy. Finally, New York Mayor Eric Adams said the city will move more people with severe mental illness from the streets into hospitals, even if they aren't a risk to others. Adams called it a moral obligation to fix the crisis around us. Hey, let's do this. What's the craziest thing that you have seen recently? Obviously, there are crazy people everywhere, right? Recently, at a McDonald's, one of the cooks tried to shove hot, crispy bacon into the face of her manager during a confrontation that resulted in an assault and battery charge being filed against the worker. Cops say that the fast food employee faced off at McDonald's in Bluffton, South Carolina, after the manager asked the cook to stop eating bacon while she was <laughs> working in the kitchen. I'll tell you, if you like bacon, it gets to you. I'd be eating more than I was serving, I think. Oh, oh, it's, it's SpaghettiOs. Food assaults again. Pittsburgh, woman there, facing... Several charges after allegedly throwing several cans of SpaghettiOs at a woman's vehicle. The victim said she approached the Allegheny Union Plaza building on Central Avenue in Pittsburgh. woman approached her and began throwing cans of SpaghettiOs at her car. That woman charged with aggravated assault and criminal conspiracy. The weapons. Bacon and SpaghettiOs. Oh, and I forgot to share this last week. Hey, a big thank you to all of you who sent us Thanksgiving wishes and pictures of you gather around the table yesterday. That is fantastic. And uh, who said that? Thank you, Jesus, for the roof over my head, a bed to sleep in, food on the table, and shoes on my feet. God forgive me if I ever complain and forget my great blessings. You will just confess your sin and then get back to talking to the Lord for real here. And one of you sent me this today, and uh, it's an eye-opener. Stop, look, and listen. 
uh, those things that are happening in the world right now, it wouldn't surprise you at all if you would just read your Bible. Hey, I want to welcome some new friends that came in this morning from Irwin, Tennessee, Greenville, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Huntington, Indiana, and other places. And finally, finally, you know what? Today would be a good day to get saved. Today, the day of salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What would stop you from doing that today? Just do it. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. This is Hello World, brought to you by this local station, Greg Patton Ministries, The Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And all of us say thank you and keep up the good work. Hey, it's that time of year, thinking about giving. Salvation Army is a good one. Little red kettle, throw in a few coins when you go to your favorite store, wherever it might be. Think of others. Jesus did, gave his life for others. We're so grateful here at Hello World for your support. For stations like this one, carrying the broadcast, they need your help. How about a big Christmas present for this Christian radio station? Oh, they'll love you. For, they'd love you anyway, but they would really love you if you slipped them a couple of coins. You and I are so blessed. You know that you are living in America and the great things that we enjoy. Praise the Lord. Thanks for liking us on Facebook, by the way. Many of you are every day. That's Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, Kentucky. You're lagging behind there a little bit. Get in touch with me. I want to be your friend. So what's happening in your life? Any strange things? Anything unsettling today? I've had that happen frequently, and you do too. You know, if necessary, Almighty God is going to move heaven and earth to show you what His will is. I mean, our Father has designed a specific plan for each one of His children. You are unique. When God made you, He broke the mold. There will never be another one of you. You are very special, the apple of God's eye. That's what you are. He desires that we listen for His voice so that we can hear what He wants us to do and, and exactly how to do it. And God has many ways to make us attentive, if you will, when he wants to adjust our course or stop us from wandering. Do you do that? Easy to do in today's world, isn't it? You know, God always knows precisely what it's going to take to get your attention. Have you, have you thought about that recently? At times, God will get your attention by giving you a restless spirit. Read Esther, the Old Testament there, chapter 6. If you feel unsettled today, something deep within that you can't quite identify, ask, God, are, are you trying to say something to me? I mean, that's a good question, isn't it? And he's not going to play games with you. He will direct you. One of my daily prayers several times a day, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in Greg Benton. And then, God, I'm asking you to lead me in the way everlasting. He will direct. And then sometimes we become aware of God through a spoken word. That's how the Lord gave a message to young Samuel, did he not? And the old priest, Eli. Read First Samuel chapter 3, down there, verse 4 through 18. If several people in a short period of time tell you the same thing, aha, ask God if, he is speaking to you through these people. 
And then the Lord may use extraordinary circumstances like the burning bush of Exodus chapter 3. No? Oh, yeah. He wants to get you to stop and to listen to him. He may even give you an unusual blessing so that you will focus on God. And then unanswered prayer could be a way of forcing some self-examination back to that Psalm 139 there. Despite David's pleas for God to save his infant son, and he did plead, who was born through adultery, by the way, the baby died, 2 Samuel 12, 15 through 18. The king responded by worshiping God, 2 Samuel 12, 20. And then God may allow a major setback in your life, a disappointment or a defeat to keep us from charting our own course. I felt like that's what God did to our family back in 2012 when my wife became terribly ill, 71 days intensive care. I wasn't sure which way was up. It was just a really trying time. But God definitely got my attention and changed some things in my life. So he could be doing it to you. Now, because of disobedience, an entire generation of Israelites lost the privilege of entering the promised land, did they not? That's Numbers chapter 14. And then later, God used a defeat to stem the nation's overconfidence and their self-sufficiency in Joshua chapter 7. Not sure why it is, but every time that good things begin to happen to us, we have a tendency, even though we're on the lookout, on guard, we have a tendency to forget God. If the bank account is full today, the house is paid off, everything going well, what do you need God for? But I'll tell you what, there's a possibility of you hitting the street or someone you really love not making it today. That changes everything. And then we should regard our financial troubles there, those tragedies and afflictions, as reasons to inquire of God. What are you trying to tell me through this thing, God? When Saul of Tarsus persecuted Christians, what happened? God struck him with blindness, a tactic that certainly got his attention. Acts chapter 9. Had a pastor friend, oh, decades ago now, up in Michigan, great pastor, great orator, who lost his voice completely for 12 months. God can do it. He can get your attention. And God always knows exactly where you are in your journey of faith and precisely what it will take to get your attention. So I would encourage you this day to stay alert to God. If any of these six divine methods are occurring in your life, or maybe they're reoccurring in your life, ask God what he wants to tell you, and then listen very closely. Not simply hear, but obey. That's the best way to show that you believe. Obedience, that is. I trust that you've given God all of your life. You're not holding back, only going to him when things really get bad. Yep, give your life completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great way to live and die. Hey, we haven't done any bumper stickers lately. How about this? I think I'm going to put this one in the back of my car. No coffee, no worky. <laughs> <laughs> and this one ought to get some attention. Buckle up. It makes it harder for the aliens to snatch you from your car. You know, I think I'm still a little delirious from the weekend sickness.
I gotta find something to blame. Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-N. Want to hear last year this time, two years ago, three years ago, gregpatton.com. Thanks so much for all you share with me on Facebook and special messages, etc. We're here for you. Thank you for being here for us. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your Wednesday. And that's the way it is. November 30th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a good one.